Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I have Karina with us this week. I'm super excited to introduce you to you guys. I can't wait for you to hear about what she does. And she's pretty, you know, she's pretty cool about a lot of things that she does, but you're going to hear it here too. So Karina, with that said, give, give the audience a big warm uh, hello. Yeah, big warm hello. And thanks for having me on the show, Tony. It's been great. Awesome. Let's start off with a one word open. So what's a one word that you can use right now to describe how you're feeling as we kick this off? Ready, let's go. All right, let's do it. So, and, and in an overview, like in a couple minutes overview, can you give us a high level overview of your business, your why, how you got started and all that good stuff? Sure, so we've been in business for just over 20 years. Uh, for those that haven't heard of Function Fox before, we do time tracking and project management, which is really kind of boring, you know, timesheets. But at the end of the day, what we're happy to do is helping people improve their business. Uh, be more profitable and uh, more efficient in terms of collecting uh, from their clients. Excellent. And who's the typical sweet spot that you help? So the listeners, as they're listening to this, they're going to be like, okay, this is a good company for me to check out. It's a good sweet spot. So who, who is your sweet spot? Yeah, so we focus on creative professionals and those are advertising design, graphic design companies, marketing companies. Usually they're, I mean, we've got clients that are one user companies all the way up to 500 and everything else in between, but the real sweet spot for us is anywhere between 10 and 25 employees. And graphically speaking or geographically speaking, they're primarily in North America, um, but all over the world in about 120 okay. countries. Beautiful. How did you come up with the business name? I would love to hear that. The business name, yeah. So our first name was actually Function Five, which is the F five key on your on your keyboard, and uh, people were calling us F five, and that was the original name we launched with. And we found that people were confusing us with F five, and we said, "Well, we like the alliteration of Function Five, but it wasn't working for us." And then we thought, "Oh, we should do like Function Ferret and Function Beaver," because we were working on Beaver Lake Road, and we're in Canada. Um, and then we thought Function Fox is cool because there's alliteration with it. There's you know the connotation of a fox and it's clever and it's smart and it's a little bit sly and it's fun and you know you can put a visual to it. So we've stayed with that and it's worked very well for us. That is really cool. And what was that aha moment you had when you first launched? And you said, oh, here's the need in the marketplace. Here's how I could deliver value. And I think I should, you know, jump off and, you know, test the water and, or just go all in. Yeah, so we really built it for ourselves first. So we come from an advertising design background, myself included, I have a design background. Um, and so we built this product, this time tracking project management product for ourselves to use internally first. And we found that, hey, this is really working for us. We didn't actually set out to build this company. We set out to find a tool and a solution that worked for us and we couldn't really find anything in the marketplace. So we built it for us, it was working for us and we shared it with a few you know, colleagues in the industry and they're like, yeah, this is really cool because we asked them, what do you use? And then we actually did an industry survey. So we called about 300 companies in the US and across Canada and said, what are you using? And found that there wasn't a really strong player in the market and we're talking 20 years ago now and so we thought you know maybe we've got something here that's worth pursuing and so we put it out beta testing um, with a few different agencies they all said you know great stuff about it they wanted more so we started to add more to the product and you know fast forward 20 years and we've got thousands of users around the world so it's really come from a need which i think is always the best case scenario uh, worked for us, worked for other companies, and uh, really helped people improve their profits and change their business. That is really cool. What a great story. And 
being in business for 20 years, I'm sure you've weathered a lot of storms and you have a lot of experience that, that you, you know, you've gained throughout this journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're right going through COVID. That's one for sure. We also, we launched at the time when people weren't doing online banking. So think about an internet business, you know, SaaS wasn't even a thing at that time. It was ASP. Um, but launching a business at a time when people didn't even do online banking and they were putting in their company data online and, you know, we were we were doing walkthroughs on dial up, right? So consider that there was no Zoom, there was no that sort of thing. Um, and so for us, it was a real learning curve and getting over even just being web-based was a big barrier and launching during after the dot-com kind of bust. And then there was the recession and lots of other things along the way. So, you know, COVID has definitely been an impact for the world globally, um, but in 20 years, you know, it's for us just a, an extra or another speed bump. Absolutely. I totally get that. And I know a lot of our listeners will be right there with us as well. So can you share with us a recent win in business context and also what you learned and what came out of this recent win for you? Yeah, so I'll do recent as in the last year because COVID, I think everyone's going through that. Um, you know, we have an online platform. We've been doing that for 20 years. And so COVID came and we kind of went, oh, like this is going to affect the world. This is going to affect us. How is it going to impact us? You know, we've seen companies that have been very positive and it's worked very well in their favor and other companies not so well. So we said, great, we've got an online platform. This is a time to help share with the industry that, you know, we're still online. It's still working online. And we saw a lot of companies that went from agencies that were in-house where they were working with someone, you know, they had a whiteboard in their studio, uh, you know, they were meeting face to face and now all of a sudden they're all remote and they have to go to an online tool. So thankfully we've been able to help them with that. Um, and we've seen an increase in signups because of that. Of course, we have clients as well that are in the industry of tourism or hospitality. And so their business has suffered. And subsequently, you know, we've put their accounts on pause or, you know, need to help them in that regard. Um, and we've also launched a free product. We thought, you know what, how can we give back to the industry at a time like this when they really need a little bit more help? So we launched a free product to help them with that. Um, so we've used it you know, as best we can and really kind of adapting and thriving uh, in an industry where you have to, if you still want to stay around, right? And I think we've seen a lot of uh, key industry players, they adapt and they are, they're doing really well. So hard times for everyone, I'm sure. Absolutely. That was well said too. Let's shift gears to failure. So yeah. when you think of the word failure, what does that mean to you? And if you could share with us a recent failure and also what you learned from it. Yeah, so at Function Fox, when we talk about failure, you know, we embrace that and we don't really look at it as failure as more of a, a opportunity to learn an opportunity to grow um, and an opportunity to advance our company and our team um, and ourselves individually. Right. So, I mean, I encourage mistakes uh where you're learning from those obviously and so true failure i think is the ability not to try um, or the ability to say no before you've really even explored it so i wouldn't say that we've had i mean everyone's had failures i'm not saying that we haven't but we haven't looked at them at that way uh, we've looked at them more of hey this is something that we did 
you know, what can we learn from that? Uh, can we shift it another way? And can we do it different next time? So I'll give you an example. This is sort of one of our first big failures or what we thought was a failure at the time. We had a company called um, Holy Cow. They're still with us today. And we launched our first big marketing campaign to the US and we sent thousands of postcards to New York City on 9-11. Now, of course, we didn't plan for them to land on, on September 11th, but they did. And of course, it didn't really do well. There was other things that were more important. So we could say that that was a failure. But for us, it was really a good learning opportunity to say, you know what, you need to diversify. You can't just focus on one area or one you know, sales tactic. Um, so I think you can say that with everything that you look at it, when it's a failure, you kind of shift and you go, okay, so we learned that let's apply that learning to the next, uh, you know, challenge that comes our way. So that's how I'd answer that one. Karina, that was a key lesson there. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, because I know a lot of leaders listening to this, they're going to be like, oh, right. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Now, if you could go back in time. And if you come across your, yourself when you were 21 years old, what would you tell your 21-year-old self? Yeah, and I had this question asked on another podcast, and my answer was, say yes. You know, I think when you're 21, uh, you don't really necessarily have the confidence. Still might not have it today. Um, but your 21-year-old self is kind of like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? Um, so I'd say, say yes more. Excellent. Um, and what's that one question? I know you've been interviewed many times and you've given plenty of speeches and all that good stuff. What's that one question that you think people should be asking you that would give them a huge insight more about you, but nobody's asking that question right now? Or if they are, it's only like a couple of people have ever asked you. So what would that question be? Yeah, I mean, I think this show and a lot of these podcast shows People are listening to them to get real meat, real takeaways that they can, you know, adapt and thrive into their business, not just informational about, you know, I've got three Danes and a cat and a husband and, you know, um, but real takeaways that they can say, okay, I wish I had that earlier so that I could actually apply that to my business. So I'm going to give you the top 10 really quick. I wrote them down, so I'll be quick. And here they are. So number one, this is my, in my 20 years, these are the top 10 things that I would give advice to if I was starting all over again. Number one, hire slow and fire fast. So if you're thinking, let's just see how this person works out, too late, fire them already. And that sounds harsh, but it's so true, follow your gut. Number two, say yes, and then figure out how, instead of going, mm, I'm not sure if we can do that, let me figure out how, and then I'll see if I'll say yes. I'd flip that around, just say yes, and then you will figure it out. Number three, believe in yourself when no one else is. And the reason I say that is there's lots of people that will do it better than you, that will be ahead of you. But if you are determined yourself to make it happen, you will make it happen. You just have to believe in yourself. So that one is really important. Number four, we have been niche focused. We're focused on the creative industry. A lot of people focus on everyone. They're generalists. And that might work for them. We've been niche focused and I think that has made us a success and kept us in business for as long as we have been. So I'd say be niche focused. Number five, focus on what you're doing, not on what everyone else is doing. So I think, you know, people get stuck in looking at their competitors and they're like, oh, we should do that because they're doing this. And they have this, I don't know, 
complex in some ways. So I just say focus on what you're doing, keep focused. And if you continue to focus, you will actually see success on that. Number six, surround yourself with good mentors and good people. That's not only your team members, but the people that you listen to, the people that you share and spend your time with, people that are supportive. Um, you know, the toxic people in your life, ask yourself, what are, why are you there? Why are you spending your time with them? So that's number six. Number seven, admit your failures and shortcomings. You know, we all have weaknesses. Know what they are. Um, and don't be afraid to admit that to your team, to your company and say, you know what, I'm not good at this. So we're going to hire someone for that, which leads me to my next one. Number eight, uh, hire people better than you. Don't be afraid to hire someone that knows more than you. There's people at our company that know a lot more than me, and I'm so thankful that I have them and that we're such a great team because of that. Um, number nine, focus on culture. So, you know, the question is, should you focus on your clients or should you focus on your culture? I always believe that if you focus on your team and trust your team, then the team will take care of the clients. And if the culture is happy, the clients will be happy. So I find that's very important. And then the last one, just be yourself, be authentic and, you know, have fun. We spend a lot of time at work. And if you're not having fun, then, you know, really you should look at something else. So those are my top 10. Hope they've been useful and hopefully someone gets something from those. Wow. Thank you very much. That was jam packed. So I think this is one of the top jam packed values uh, and in the context of interviews I've done. So I really want to take, take a second to acknowledge you for that. So I, that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. Um, now, how could our listeners get more information about your company? Yeah, if you're interested, obviously, um, you can find us at functionfox.com, a uh, little fox. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Karina Ludwig. You're more than welcome to reach out to me personally, Karina at functionfox.com. And I'd encourage you, if you've watched the show and gotten something from it, I'd love to hear from you personally. Awesome. If you could sign us off with a one word close and why, that would be great. I'm going to sign off with heart. So our core values for our company revolve around heart, uh, stand for helpful and excellent and uh, awesome attitude for our staff, resourcefulness and trust. So for our team, it's heart and uh, felt very heartfelt. Thanks for today's interview. Great. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. And I can't wait to have you back on here in the near future, Karina. All right. Thanks so much, Tony. I appreciate it as well.